0: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Roadrance for Black and White Sports. I am going to be giving you the first part of my QB countdown series. Uh, I actually have broken up these quarterbacks into tiers. And there's five different tiers. Somewhat akin to what Chris Sims does. Um, I've already released tier five and tier four on our sister YouTube channel, Black and White Live. And the video is up for that. I have not released tier three, two, and one. However, I haven't released any of these tiers on podcast. And I'm going to be re-recording all the tiers uh, over for the podcast audience. If you do not know, black and white sports has the number one largest YouTube channel in the world for conservative sports. However, our sister channel black and white live is more of a stick to sports channel. Whereas black and white sports on YouTube is based in more controversial topics. Okay. Uh, things that could or could not get us demonetized eventually on YouTube. As we know, big tech is after most conservative outlets and sooner or later, they'll get us. It, it is what it is. Of course, make sure you check out blackandwhitenetwork.com, which is our website. There's exclusive content over there, three different membership levels available, as well as some free, uh, free content. And on podcast, as always, we are available on CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and most places where you get any major podcast. And the podcast is growing. The podcast uh, was started a little later, uh, quite a bit later, to be honest with you. Uh, We started it, and then it kind of went dormant as the channel absolutely exploded. And just to give you some uh, context, we've got 111,000 subscribers on YouTube, on our main channel, Black and White Sports, and that channel has been viewed about 33 million times over the last uh, eight or nine months of unbelievable growth. Essentially, as the athletes kneeled for the anthem and everything went crazy in sports, our channel absolutely exploded. And this is really not what this uh, particular episode is about. It is about football, but it's uh, one of the first times that we've done exclusive content just for podcast. So I wanted to give you a little context. This is all things that our YouTube audience already knows, but the podcast audience doesn't know. So let's get to this. The, the first episode is what I call the best of the rest. Now, the one thing I did differently than Chris Sims, Chris Sims actually ranked his top 40 quarterbacks. Uh, and that includes backups. Now, I felt like, what was the point of wasting people's time with actually ranking backup quarterbacks? So, my original list, my original Tier 5 list Was strictly based off projected starters in the NFL. The guys that I thought would end up winning the NFL QB jobs for their teams. And uh, I didn't say much in context to the guys that got left out who were borderline or even involved in a possible QB battle, i.e., Drew Locke, i.e., you know, a guy like. uh, who else is in a, a QB battle? Andy Dalton is the other one I am thinking about uh, that could have made made it on my QB ranks. Well, I'll go ahead and and I am going to start. So this is an addendum to a, a podcast before the actual countdown begins. Okay, but we'll talk NFL quarterbacks here. All right, and uh, for example, and the way my tiers are laid out. Um, I've got my tier five. My tier five is likely not winning a Super Bowl with these quarterbacks outside of a fluky miracle situation or meltdown from an opposing team. However, and I'm not going to give the names, but there are two quarterbacks in my tier five that I count as what I would refer to as lightning in the bottle. Uh, if they were to catch fire, They could be an outlier that I could see maybe, maybe, in some miracle circumstance, some crazy circumstance, might lead their team, if everything goes right, uh, to a Super Bowl. Likely? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would not call it likely at all. But they're, they're two guys that could, if they got hot, if they had the best run of their career and It has happened. Eli Manning had two such runs in his career. Joe Flacco also had one such run in his career where all of a sudden the quarterback went from just okay to lights out. And I'm sorry if you're a Giants fan, but me and Mr. Matrix are not high on Eli Manning in the history of the NFL for starting quarterbacks. However, I acknowledge he's got two Super Bowls. He really played. 10 off-the-chart games in his career. And it just so happens he came out with two Super Bowl rings from those 10 off-the-chart games. Now, let's get to these quarterbacks. Best of the rest countdown, okay? And I'm not actually counting these. These guys are not in any specific order. But what I'm telling you is they got left off the list. And I will tell you there are circumstances where I feel like Maybe they should have been on the list. Maybe their team is making the wrong choice. Okay. Or maybe the quarterback showed up on Chris Sims's list, but they did not make my rank and I had reasons behind it. So anyway, and look, I named, when I put these on YouTube, I said the every bit as good as Chris Sims quarterback countdown rank, not to throw shade at Chris Sims. Um, Look, from a political standpoint, Chris Sims has said some things that I think is wildly dumb. Like Tim Tebow has come back to the NFL because of white privilege. I think that is one of the most idiotic comments anybody has ever made uh, in sports media. And even even the woke, the ultra-woke Corona bro, known as Mike Florio, slapped back at Chris Sims over that. Phil Sims slapped back at Chris Sims over that and said, no, son, you're not right. You're not right. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But because Chris Sims has said some wildly stupid things, yeah, I will throw shade at Chris Sims all day long. I absolutely will. When Chris Sims sticks to football, I like Chris Sims, but he doesn't always stick to football. That's the problem across a lot of sports media right now. All right, let's start this show. And I'm going to start with, uh, and I'm just going to throw these names out, okay? Um, that I didn't really lay a lot of context to. Uh, one of them I did, and um, the other four I did not. Gardner Minshew, the Genshu Minshew, he did not make my list, but one could argue that he could, he could, or should. Potentially get the starting job over Trevor Lawrence, except Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall draft pick and they think they know the ceiling in Gardner Minshew and Gardner could potentially start on a different team. Uh, For example, in Houston, maybe, you know, if you put him and Tyrod Taylor in a competition, Gardner Minshew might win the job and be the starting quarterback for the Texans. Uh, Same kind of scenario with the next guy, Case Keenum. Uh, Alex Smith, if he was still playing, one could argue, would be on my list. And uh, Andy Dalton is the other one, okay? And I do think Andy Dalton should, and and we'll get to this when I get to my ranks, but I think Andy Dalton should be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Okay, but they're backups. I did not want to waste your time a lot. Uh, However, I do want to touch on one of the guys that's an outlier here. Mitch Trubisky, um, I, ha- I would have had Mitch Trubisky out of 32 quarterbacks ranked probably around 27 or 26, okay, uh, if he was still a starter. He would have been a Tier 5 quarterback. Um, I'm not certain, I'm not sold that Mitch Trubisky is a complete bust, and I know there's probably Bears fans that will lose their mind over that. Uh, But I'm not completely sold on the job that Matt Nagy did as a coach. I'm not sure the coaching was there for Mitch Trubisky to realize his fullest potential, okay? And I think the Bears may have given up too soon here, okay? Their team was either in or very closely involved in a playoff chase when Mitch Trubisky was on the field. Let's be real, okay? Which we got to remember... The Bears had a lot of years they weren't involved, okay? They weren't involved in a playoff chase. And Mitch Trubisky, for all of his flaws, at least kept the Bears in the mix for the playoffs. And I will say, uh, in context, you know, the one comparison I would draw there would be Ryan Tannehill, okay? I I think the Miami Dolphins made a massive Massive, massive unwise decision in giving up on Tannehill. And we have seen that play out. We've seen that play out in Miami. Adam Gase screwed that franchise up getting rid of Ryan Tannehill. The franchise that couldn't find a franchise quarterback had a franchise quarterback. Okay. Uh so you know, so again, the Fan yes, I know Ryan Tannehill had injury issues. The other guy that you could kind of compare there would be the fact that the Niners are fixing to give up on Jimmy G. Another guy that's been hurt a lot, like Tannehill was. And now Tannehill is sitting in Tennessee with the Titans. And he's turned himself into a hell of a good little solid franchise quarterback. And they're in the mix now. The Titans are always in the playoff mix. In the playoffs. Was in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. And I've always said Ryan Tannehill was a good quarterback. They gave up on him too soon. Uh, so, Trubisky is a backup. He is Josh Allen's backup with Buffalo now. So, we don't know. We don't... To me, we still don't know what Mitch Trubisky is. I've heard people say Blake Bortles. No, I think Ms. Trubisky is uh, considerably more talented than Blake Bortles. Certainly more mobile. Okay. Um, and I wonder about the coaching and the surrounding talent that was around Trubisky. He had Allen Robinson as a wide receiver, but let's be honest, that's about it. The O-line was okay-ish at best in Chicago, and his secondary weapons weren't good. Weren't good. He didn't have a, he didn't have a standout star tight end. And he certainly didn't have a standout star running back. They got David Montgomery and turned him into a wide receiver. Okay, so uh, I, I'm not completely sold on the fact that Mr. Trubisky is a complete bust. Somebody might get a diamond in the rough. I would love to see him in a situation like Dak Prescott or Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield where he's just got a wealth of talent. Okay. Now, the best case I can draw here would be a situation if you drop Mr. Trubisky into Cleveland's situation where they've got one of the top five rosters in the league and they've got what looks to be a really good offensive-minded coach in Kevin Stefanski. So, you know, sometimes things have to align for quarterbacks for quarterbacks to work out. And I'm not sold. I heard Mike Greenberg with ESPN uh, who is, you know, tied in with the Bears a lot because his uh, his wife is a big Bears fan. And he said, I don't think that the Bears made a, a right decision in, in giving up on Trubisky. Uh, he was one of the few media figures that was willing to put himself out there like that. Uh, let's get to another one. Alex Smith. If Alex could have passed a physical, uh, I would have also had Alex somewhere up in that 26, 27, uh, 25, 26, 27 range in my 32 rank. Uh, We all know the reasons why. I mean, I think they ought to rename the NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award, the Alex Smith Award. Um, He's a great leader. He's the kind of leader you want out of a franchise quarterback. And the fact is, if you go back and look at the starting seasons for Alex Smith for about the last eight seasons he was in the league, You know, there's a saying, uh, all that guy does is win. Well, Alex Smith had a pretty damn good winning record as a starting quarterback the last, say, uh, eight seasons that he was a starting quarterback. The problem is, and Urban Meyer tried to bring Alex Smith in prior to signing Tebow as a mentor and a backup to Trevor Lawrence, But Alex could not pass his physical. Okay, so that's why Alex Smith retired. Alex was sort of forced out of the league because I think teams kind of pretty much got to a point with Alex where they were just like, we're not going to pass you on a physical. Uh, I don't think teams wanted the responsibility considering what happened to Alex Smith's legs. um, His leg. And I, and I, I can't say I blame teams. Alex had a really good... He turned out to be a really good professional NFL quarterback. So, anyway. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. And this is, and we're talking about the Washington incarnation of Alex. You know, if he was still, you know, Kansas City Chiefs Alex Smith, yeah, I would have had him higher than, you know, 25, 26, 27 in my list. I can tell you right now, he would have probably been a, somewhere around the lower end of tier three or the top end of tier four as a quarterback on my rank. Okay. Now uh, let's get to a couple of other guys that did not make my list that are in battles for a starting job right now. Drew Locke with the Denver Broncos. Okay. Uh, Look, there's people out in Denver that thinks Drew Locke's still going to keep the job. Uh, I don't. I think Teddy Bridgewater will, will beat him out. So, Teddy Bridgewater made my QB rank when we get to it. And, you know, I don't think Bridgewater's a world burner by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, some things I can tell you about Drew Locke he's got a strong uh, arm, deep ball, good deep ball thrower. Uh, some of his short and intermediate passing drives me nuts. Um, he throws too many interceptions. His completion percentage is still not where it needs to be for a starting NFL quarterback. Um, you know, unless, unless he sees a serious improvement, like in terms of how uh, Josh Allen took a leap from year one to year three, I think Drew Locke is about to be uh, a backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos. So, you don't know. We don't know there. Um, you know, uh, they're going to give Drew Locke the opportunity to still win that job. But we know Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over. He's not going to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. But he's not going to turn the ball over. And Vic Fangio knows if they play good defense, uh, they have the potential there to win some ball games in Denver because of a good defense what could be a good running game, and just taking care of the ball, not turning it over. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater is sort of a younger version of Alex Smith, right? Except I think Alex actually threw the deep ball better than Teddy Bridgewater does. Uh, but you get my point. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste too much time with Drew Locke. Okay. Uh, the other one, and I want to give some thoughts because I know when we get to the countdown, and, and I'll probably put these out one per week. Uh, who knows? I might get, you know, I might get frosty and put out uh, three this week. I don't know, and actually start the countdown on here. Uh, but I'm not going to recycle the video from YouTube onto here. Um, not for this. I'm going to re-record it, re-record it uh, exclusively as a podcast. Uh, Trey Lance, as we know, Trey Lance was drafted number three overall in the draft by the San Francisco 49ers. And if you've listened to us, if you've watched our channels, uh, you know I think that was a mistake by the 49ers. I do. Um, I think they should have held tight where they were picking. And I think they should have taken Mac Jones. Um, if they were going to take a quarterback, and I wasn't entirely sold on the idea that the 49ers needed to draft a quarterback. That said, I'm not, uh, I'm not actually hating on Trey Lance. Um, I do think that uh, Trey Lance has got real potential as an NFL quarterback. He does. Um, you know, if he would have been on my list, and I know people are like, you didn't rank Trey Lance. Well, again, I ranked, um, you know, the top 32 starting quarterbacks are what I believe a projected top 32 starting quarterbacks will be. And uh, Trey Lance, I don't believe, at the start of the season, at the start of the season, I don't believe Trey Lance will beat out Jimmy G. Okay? I don't. Um, Some of that, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, But one is, Trey Lance just hasn't played. Um, He played one game last year. You know, that conference that he played in, that FCS uh, at North Dakota State, Their season got canceled. He played one game, and it was more of like an exhibition game, and he didn't play particularly well in that game. Now, I'm not hating on him for that. Um, In fact, had Trey Lance chose to stay in college, he might have been the number one overall draft pick this year. Uh, But, look, the 49ers drafted Trey Lance because not so much because of Jimmy G's talent. Or even his play on the field. It's the fact that Jimmy G could not stay on the field. He's been hurt. And they're just sort of fed up with that. They think they've burnt a couple of potentially huge seasons. And Kyle Shanahan, look. Kyle Shanahan, I do believe, is one of the better head coaches in the league. But he is starting to run out of the benefit of the doubt. He went to the Super Bowl and then he's had a bunch of really bad years. Okay, so let's let's just be real. I know he lost his starting quarterback, but you know part of their job is to be able to field uh, a competent uh, a competent backup. Okay, and so just just take somebody else that uh, I didn't go into, I didn't talk about. Uh, but uh, Gardner Minshew. Let's say the Niners had not drafted a quarterback. You know. I would have thought trading for somebody like Gardner Minshew would have been a great idea, okay? And if I was Dallas or somebody like that, I would be trying to get Gardner Minshew right now. Because if Dak Prescott goes down, or for example, if the Niners didn't take Trey Lance, if Jimmy G would have went down, they could have rolled out a guy that could have won some games. C.J. Bethard and Nick Mullins could not win games, and he certainly, and they certainly had, which is amazing. At times, they almost looked competent in that offense, uh, but they should have won more games with their backups. Okay, and I understand for a lot of a lot of teams, you know, you lose your starting quarterback, your season's over. But again, it's up to John Lynch to field uh, a team and have a capable, competent starting. Uh, a, a borderline starter is always your best backup. Right, Andy Dalton. So uh, now what I've got to say about Trey Lance is uh, he's a pro-style college offense. You know, he came out of a pro-style offense in college, Uh, and he is mobile. But he's mobile in the way that Patrick Mahomes is mobile. He's elusive. He can kind of scramble out of trouble, run for that six to eight-yard first down. But he is not, and I think a lot of pundits – don't understand this. They think Trey Lance is a running quarterback. He is not. He's not. He's uh he's not Lamar Jackson, he's not Michael Vick. He's not Cam Newton, okay? Um uh, so anyway, uh and as of today, as it stands today, I don't think he'll beat Jimmy G out of that starting uh, quarterback job. Um you know, I just don't uh, I think he really, really and truly, if I project him, and I think he's going to get forced into starting sooner than this, unfortunately, because of my fellow 49ers fans who are clamoring for Trey Lance, Um, I think Trey Lance ought to sit for two years, at least one year and possibly two years. And the other reason why is I think if Jimmy G starts, the Niners might win the Super Bowl one of the next two years. And, look, ultimately that is the goal, regardless of the quarterback that plays. Uh, That's what you want to see. That's what you want to have happen is to win a Super Bowl. Now, far and away the best quarterback in this list of the best of the rest is a guy that won't be starting this year. May not be starting next year. We don't know if he will ever start another NFL game because we don't know how his situation is going to turn out. And that's Deshaun Watson. Uh, I can tell you I've got five of these uh, tiers, and Deshaun Watson would have literally been, I was looking before I started this, and I was like, where exactly would I have Deshaun Watson ranked? if I knew he was the starter, the projected starter for the Texans, if none of this BS would have surfaced and none of this crap would have happened, where, where, how high did I think of Deshaun Watson? Well, I'd have had him as my highest ranked tier two. Tier two. Uh, he would have been near the top of tier two. Okay. Um, he would have been my... Uh, he'd have been my ninth-ranked quarterback on my board, okay? And he's got good mobility. He's got an accurate deep ball. Uh, Deshaun Watson, look, he flashes greatness. He does. There is potential greatness when Deshaun Watson is on the field. But the fact is, part of this game, and the thing that separates my countdown from somebody like uh, Chris Sims is I absolutely care about your leadership. I absolutely care about your mental acumen and your mental acuity and your ability to make decisions off the field as well. I think that's that's every bit as important to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. You are representing that team 24-7, okay? that's That's all there is to it. And as we know, the bottom has fell out. Off the field for Deshaun Watson. You know, at the very least, at the very least, Deshaun Watson has made some horrible judgment calls away from the playing field. Horrible judgment calls. The fact is, do you ever see Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the Mannings, Patrick Mahomes ever putting themselves in the situation that Deshaun Watson is in? Because I argue, no way, no way, would those quarterbacks ever make the kind of massive, uh, poor judgment call, all the way up to sinister behavior, as Deshaun Watson. I uh, just, you know, with we already know, we already know with with Manning, with Tom Brady, you know, near the end of their careers, um, you know, could you win a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson? Absolutely, absolutely, provided, you know, uh, the rest of the team is put together. But he's a guy that doesn't need a top-five defense to win the Super Bowl. He could win one if he had a top-15 defense and a couple of good offensive weapons out there and decent protection. Deshaun Watson could have won. Um, Chris Sims, I think, had him ranked as high as, I think he was number four in Sims' countdown. And, um, you know, Deshaun Watson was an all-time college quarterback, and he's been a damn good NFL quarterback. But when it comes to leadership in the NFL, you've got to raise it a notch, okay? He absolutely could carry a college team on his shoulders. He's not there in the NFL yet. He's not. Tom Brady is. Patrick Mahomes is at times. Aaron Rodgers is at times, but Deshaun Watson's not there yet. Okay. But he absolutely has the potential to be a top five quarterback if everything falls in line. So that is my black and white sports podcast, exclusive best of the rest of the quarterbacks. I counted down again, look for, Uh, I may may edit uh, Tier 5 and Tier 4 and go ahead and upload it for you guys uh, since it's already out. But I really should have made this as my first uh, video. But you don't always think about that kind of stuff when you're making a video. It was like, why talk about the backups? But there's going to be some quarterbacks that people are going to have questions on. And they're going to wonder, why is Deshaun Watson in your list? You know, where's where's Mitch Trubisky? Where's Andy Dalton? Where's Gardner Minshew? You know, where's Drew Locke? Uh, Trey Lance, etc. cetera. And um, so, I wanted to give some context as to why that is. So, make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports on podcast. And I will uh, try to get Tier 5 and Tier 4 up. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports on YouTube and Black and White Live on YouTube. And don't forget about blackandwhitenetwork.com, where we have even more exclusive content. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.